Welcome gamers to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming. We're on episode 38. My name is Craig Prowse and joining me is Montemayor, comma, Mandrew. That'd be pretty, uh... What, boss way to introduce yourself when you walk into a room? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna start doing. Do it. Think I about think... it. We'll talk about it. I just get, like, a name tag that just has Montemayor, comma, and Andrew first. Well, comma, 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 Andrew. I asked Christina if she would call me that if I legally changed my name to Mandrew. And she's like, no. She what, your name's me. not Mandrew? <laughs> So guys, we know we always like to drink a beer around here, and this week, Andrew, real name, decided to pick up the beer, and it is <laughs> Sierra Nevada, which I'm familiar with, but not the Tropical Torpedo IPA, which sits comfortably at a 6.7. So Andrew, walk me through how you picked this delicious light, because this finally is a good beer that makes bad beers look even shittier. And I see a dog shit, the word tropical stood out to me, because this, for some reason, was with other beers that did not look good, but... uh. That box looked pretty good, and it kind of reminded me of Kona Big Way, so I was like, oh, maybe it'll taste Which like that, too. Which is the show's favorite beer, so... You know, living out in the desert, I could always use a little tropical love. Yeah, it's like the only time we get to the beach this time of year, so... Kudos to you, sir, because now I have to top it next week, so... Got a lot of, uh, got big shoes to fill. Well, let's just say I was in the mood since I beat Link's Awakening, finally. Finally, the one time I've ever beaten a Zelda game before you? And probably the last time ever? Yeah. Alright. So, guys, we're going to jump into what happened today. And sometimes these stories fall into our lap. And today, which is the 20th of February, the Nintendo Direct came out. And what they headlined it with was a lengthy, in my opinion, 27 minute plus or so um, showcase of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Now, this is a very popular IP that is on Nintendo. Everybody... Oh, oh, I was like, you got something for me? I thought you were sneaking well, up I on me. I do want to say something, but go on. Um, it's a very popular game, and it's one of the only times, me and Andrew were talking about earlier, that I've ever seen a Nintendo game get pushed back. This was originally supposed to launch um, sometime in 2019. It actually is now coming out in March 20th, 2019. So it was kind of big. We're going to hit you with the highlights, because it, I'll leave the link in the description, hopefully. It's a big video, so we're not going to waste you know 15 minutes of our time explaining a 27-minute video. So what would you like to start with? Uh, I do. Or what just, do you want to tell the fans about? I actually do want to say that I really like more and more that Nintendo's just putting out these events that's just dedicated to one game, whatever they're. I love. Big, There's like at least one a month coming out. Yeah. So I really love that. Again, dude, feel like it was a little too long. But that's the worst thing I would have to say about it. I think it was, it was 27 minutes that you could have easily squeezed in 12. In my opinion, I felt like they were kind of re-showcasing it, but then at the same time, the thing's all gameplay. You're gonna you're seeing everything run. So if that was the the you know the goal then you succeeded. If it was to keep my attention the whole time, I, I got a little drowsy. Yeah, in regards just to the E3 conversation we've been having, I kind of do find myself liking more and more of these small events that are month by month by month instead of once a year, and then I got to see the same footage for three more years before the game comes out. Yeah, yeah. If you get a quick highlight, just how recently they were doing kind of like the Pokemon games with the Nintendo Directs. I like when they can focus on it. And um, this game showed off a lot of new stuff. The biggest thing, at least the first thing that catches your eye, is that they're showing that the um, the season system, right, which is throughout all the other Animal Crossings, is now split into you get to pick what side of the hemisphere you want to go on. Yeah, so, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, so instead of being in December where normally, like, say, it would be snowy and Christmassy, if you're on the other side of the hemisphere, you're in the middle of summer. So I thought that was a really cool aspect that they were adding to this game. Right, because um, besides that, you can actually choose, like, your island from yeah. where you're on. Again, keeping with that tropical theme. Plug. Then, uh, <laughs> Tropical plugs. You can choose, uh, again, like you're saying, the hemisphere. So 
it it cycles through the different seasons, which in turn you can do different activities. So when it's winter, they're building snowmen. Fall, I think it was collecting like seeds and leaves and stuff like that. The summer, I'm sure you could fish any time during the year, but they more emphasized it during the summer aspects of it. So I thought that was actually really cool. Yeah, one of the other things that uh, really is a change from the old kind of a formula is that mainly when you play an Animal Crossing, you kind of get into this spot and you're already finding yourself in debt with uh, Nook, who's kind of... I don't know if he's the mayor or whatever he is, or he's kind of this big business owner. In this game, what it looks like they're changing that to is a miles package. So in terms of like flying, because you fly to this tropical island and now you collect miles. And the way you do that is um, doing quests, like collecting X amount of berries, doing random tasks, and that collects you miles that you get to pay off your travel package debt. But it also lets you go explore more things like hidden... Um, uh, hidden islands and do you know there's other things you can buy with them so they're kind of turning it probably in a smart way away from like a money debt system into like a miles collecting which if you know you're old enough you're probably gonna start buying a credit card and go oh my miles will start doing that for me so wait for, tip or tap one thing versus another i did notice that too that kind of made it try i feel like it tried to make it not feel like you don't owe him or anything like that because usually when you start those games you own like a ton of whatever. yeah you're in debt but no interest ever occurred so um, what kind I, of your eye? I, I like that um, the way you can customize the island, I don't think that it's for me, but you can literally do it. You're paving like a walkway for it. You can invite other people to your island so it's not as deserted. But if there's like a river that's running through it, you can either try and close it off or make it wider and then build like a bridge over it. You start off with like your tent and then you can just build all your little stuff around it and everything. I thought that was actually really cool just... The way you can go through and build stuff, I know that that's personally not for me. Like, I think it's cool. I think it's too time-consuming for me. Except for somebody. Yeah. But either way, it's just, it seems like there's kind of an endless variety of how you could build out this island. And once they showed, like, a little bit later on, someone built, like, it almost looked like a Japanese, like, tea house or, like, a yeah, water in the corner, like, a little clay pond that. and stuff like that. Like, seeing people who actually make make stuff and spend the time to do that i think looks badass yeah there's nothing wrong with uh development and if this is the game you want to invest the time in then by all means you know because I, I got a feeling like people that are really into like handheld mobiles that do like the farming games or games that kind of sim uh, simulate something this is gonna be a perfect game hours of fun hours of entertainment and the other thing they're showing off is that when you do the multiplayer there's gonna be the local play the local play can do up to eight different characters all on one switch so you can get with your friends you can play around on that but then they also do um the a party mode so you can get up to four people running around at the same time so you can get you as a leader three of your friends and you guys can kind of go mess around take pictures do quests and then you can actually move leader from one person to the next so there's no you know everyone gets a turn at doing what they want to do so the the online is there and um it's definitely a game if you've got friends you can invite them to your island i mean that's definitely one of the appeals of this game i think that maybe i just don't spend enough time on my switch i mean i think this looks great i would just prefer to play it on like my main console because it's definitely a game i'd love to jump into spend a little bit on it like it would be my new warm-up game like right now currently i either play like skate or Yu-Gi-Oh. i'll play that for about an hour before I jump into either my primary game or my shooters or anything, I always jump into my warm-up game first. And this looks like it'd be that perfect warm-up game that I might actually, uh, yeah, get it and then just have it right there. And yeah, that's play what the I, I guess I play the Switch off the dock, but I would prefer I was going to say, yeah, it definitely lends itself to being a handheld. Pick it up, take it around, play with it. The other thing that caught my eye that was kind of weird is that um, it was saying, like it flat out just said there's no cloud saves at the moment. They don't really explain why, but then they say that, but they're working on something for anyone that gets a damaged console or a damaged uh, cart to 
figure out how to get saves off of it onto you know your next one. And I just can't wrap my head around why that would be a feature that's missing. I think that's the one bad thing about this game that I could say or about that whole event was just that. And they kind of acted nonchalantly like, oh, now no cloud saves at all. But yeah, we're working like, on something if you lose your data. Don't we'll worry. have a service to do whatever. So I wonder, one, what that service is going to cost. But two, it's 2020. Like, why the hell is there not a, a, a cloud backup? I don't and, understand. And on a game this anticipated for all Switch owners, and, this, and apparently this big, because this game is going to be... Fair, a good fair size so why would you not have an access to your save points but one of the other i guess they kind of counterbalance is that all the updates there's no gonna be there's no dlc that you got to pay for all the developer says all the uh updates and stuff like that is gonna be free for you so i mean take a little sugar with a little salt i think that's pretty cool and it seems like that's the trend a lot of people are going with now like call of duty battlefield this game is all the dlc is going to be free and i think so far i haven't really felt like skimped on a game i think in the past, I got more DLC when I was paying for it with, like, Call of Duty and stuff like that. But eventually, usually after, like, the second or third one, depending on what it is, I kind of fall off to where now I'm just like, all right, you know, this is right where I'd be at that I'm perfectly content with that. So it's always good to see some, like, more and more games go in that direction. Yeah, and the last thing I want to highlight is this game is moving. It, it definitely has, like, this 2020 vibe. Everything's going to be running on a phone. Everything's going to be an app. So when you're going to be... Pretty much your menu system is going to be going through, you know, it's, it's going almost to be, like a cell phone. Yeah, these yeah. do it yourself. So your recipes will be an app. Nook will have an app. So uh, it's not the first one to do it. I mean, there's other games like GTA 5 and stuff like that, that that utilize a cell phone model. Watchdogs and stuff do that. But it is interesting. Animal Crossing is, is finally crossing that line and getting into the point where you can do that. Um, the game is obviously going to be, you know, extremely customizable. It's going to be, they were kind of saying that, you know, you can customize your character. So if the game's for you, the game is for you. It looks great. I'll tell you what I think does look great is actually the final thing that they showed off was they actually had a custom Switch console. Um, I think the the console itself, I think, had like the leaves and stuff on it. I kind of glanced over that because what got my attention more was the actual docking station has like the little Nook raccoons and then the... Um, I forget what they called the joysticks. The, the, the Joy-Cons. The Joy-Cons. Joy-Cons. Joy-Cons yeah. The Joy-Cons were like a, one's like a green color and the other's like a, I think it was bluish. Yeah, Actually, it was like a sea foam and like a turquoise yeah. or something like so, that. So yeah, so either way, I thought it looked really good on the Switch itself and I thought it looked really good on the dock. The docking station, I think, looked absolutely great. And when was that supposed to come out? Actually, that they were taking pre-orders, and that was supposed to be a launch, but that has to do kind of with our next story, because that has actually been pushed back. They have apologized because they don't have a definitive date of when you will be getting that due to the coronavirus outbreak that's going on in China and all the production woes that are going into there that people aren't shipping stuff out of there. And so that's... Manufacturing is down. Delayed indefinitely for the moment. Oh, so there's no hard date of when they're even saying you can pick up at least a pre-order? I don't think you can even pre-order it right uh, now. That thing looks pretty cool. Yeah, I, I thought it looked nice too. But yeah, as far as it tells, there is no date as, okay, this one is going to be solved. You'll get it whenever. It's just pushed back till who knows. Yeah, so... Uh, leaning off of what Andrew was saying, the coronavirus, guys, is something I was kind of avoiding. Andrew wanted to get into it with our last story or two, and I kind of wanted to tiptoe around it. But it is affecting more and more things with our video game day-to-day. So our next story leads into um, PlayStation, right? Biggest juggernaut out there, crushing it right now. They're actually announced, so on February 13th, they had a whole uh, forum up and a page that shows that they were going to be at PAX East. It shows what day they were going to be there. It shows um, what booth numbers they were going to be. They showed off a list of games that were going to be there to play. And on the 19th, they just said that they're going to drop out, and that was leaning towards the coronavirus. And rightly so. I mean, take caution. 
if if your company feels that something like that can get other people sick or endanger lives, then by all means, do not attend something that you feel uncomfortable with. But at the same time, I've been hearing a lot of you know other people that we watch saying that are they using this as kind of a scapegoat to just not attend these event shows anymore because they've kind of been backing out of everything slowly but surely. And at the moment, it's really just PlayStation that's doing that. You don't see this from Nintendo. So, I mean, outside of, you know, one one hardware system of a Switch Lite custom Animal Crossing. Andrew? Right. We were we were actually talking about this, and I think mm-hmm. I found an article that I sent him. I think it's The Verge who writes it. And it's just kind of a thing and on... We love The Verge. Um, Plug. I think it's like a pretty much just epidemic scares and how people's first thoughts are to cancel things when there's not even anything proven because, I mean, this is in Boston, which there's tons of people that go there, but, I mean, there's still tons of people going to Vegas. There's It's not like there's a huge, huge outbreak over here like there is anywhere else. So there's nothing really kind of proven to think that, oh, uh, it would be beneficial to cancel. But they also canceled that they are going to GDC on top of that. And I think they just announced that today. And kind of thinking, backing off of what Craig was saying, I actually put together um, a little notes that I want because I sure. want to throw it at you because yeah. I wasn't sure if that was going to be your mindset. Is I actually am of the mind that I do think that they are more leaning towards we're just buying time right now versus actually too. canceling because of any sort of scare or anything like that. Yeah, I think they're I think they're slowly stepping away from the spotlight because PAX is on the twenty seventh. Twenty seventh through the twenty seventh through March first, and, and then and they said on the twentieth or the nineteenth that they're no longer going to be a part of it. So a weeks apart. And then GDC was uh, GDC is on March sixteenth is when that is. So by this time, and for anyone that doesn't know GDC, that's the Game Develop uh, Developers Conference. That's an annual event that game developers get together and we you know showcase things like that. So that's what the GDC is. Right. So by this time though, in twenty thirteen was when we had the big reveal of the console and they showed off everything and all the features. And that was February 20th. We are actually February 20th now, 2020, and we don't know what the console looks like. We barely got a name for PS5. No functions, no screens, no nothing. No, they no have screens, no, no functions, no, no, no nothing. They haven't announced anything. <laughs> the only other thing that they really have said is that they haven't even come down to a price and that they're still trying to nail that down, but they're also waiting to see what their competitor does. Yeah, I think and Microsoft, what using it, like and Microsoft has already shown off the console. People <clears throat> kind of didn't like it at first, but I think the reception's been a lot better now that people have had time to sit there and gather yeah, on it. What's it not like? It's a fucking box, just like anything else, only it stands... Uh, so or, or, I, 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 I thought more of this is time for them. Okay, cool. We don't have to... If we can use this as a scapegoat to where we don't have to talk about price. We don't have to show off our console. We haven't even had our event yet. So there's no evidence to suggest either that they're going to have their event anytime soon unless they're going to do it in March and for a console that may or may not launch this year. But there is also stuff out there as far as the coronavirus goes. Um, I forget who it is. There was a, a another tech spec company that said mm-hmm. that this could drive up the cost of consoles due to rarity of the items because of the virus that's going on out there that they might not even be able to meet demand of the consoles because of the fact that nobody can get anything out of china because people are too afraid of that virus so it may very well be a real thing and i'm not going to slam them and say like oh that that's fake i'm not going to call them liars that's just my opinion but realistically would i go to something like that if i didn't have to especially with something like that going on no i would not yeah what's shitty about it is when you look at um because again if you think you are going to spread a disease that can kill people please you know keep it away 
But if you're using it as a curtain, then that's kind of shady because I'd rather Sony be up front. If you do not want to be in the spotlight and, and show off in these showcases, because that's the other thing. You're okay, I get in a week from now you don't want to be at Paxis, but if but if in a month from now you're already saying you're not gonna be part of um the GDC, then you're already planning these events that you were booked on that you're not going to. Because the other thing that's kind of that's shitty for anyone that wanted to go to PAX East is that some of the games that like some of the games that they were gonna show off was gonna be like um, The Last of Us Part Two. There's a lot of people that were simply buying a ticket to just go to PAX go, East yeah. just to go play these games. So at this point, I mean, it, you kind of debunked a lot of people that wanted to go sh go over there, shoot videos, shoot demos, and now they can't. And what if you already bought it? I don't. I haven't heard anything about them issuing refunds based on them not appearing. But in the grander scale, I mean, we even got to date it back, like Andrew's saying. There's manufacturing parts. I mean, it's slowly, it's slowly slowing down manufacturing parts. And it just sucks that we're getting to a point where, because like Apple has been affected by this. They took a spot in this. So Tesla had something like this. So it's not just video games. It's obviously anything that's being manufactured in China. So the threat is real. I just hope, I hope against hopes that Sony's not using it as, you know, just a blindfold to be like, okay, cool. We're going to skate by. Just so we can see what you know, at, to see what, what the next opponents could be. And, and more, more, that would be shitty. I, I think that'd be very extremely bad taste. And more to my point of that would actually be so if you realistically look at these dates, so February, of course, they were going to do packs, so they would either shot the console or nothing. They're not going to hold their own thing two days after they do packs. Yeah, they're almost. They already scheduled GDC in March, and so they on, they wouldn't have done on a three sixteen. Yeah, so I don't think that they would have had their event before or after they do GDC. So when are they going to show off this console? When and they're not they doing do yeah, they're not doing E3. So I mean, when 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 do they when do they sugarcoat and box themselves into a date that we can actually nail them on to what we can expect in the next gen that comes out in uh, 9 months? I mean, who and who knows maybe now because if it is the realistic thing now that they're not going to events, maybe that will be the thing is hey, we're going to hold our own event. We're going to do it in Japan. We're going to do our own thing and you know, March, and we're going to show the console, the prior, you know, whatever, the controller, and a bunch of different stuff. And that would be cool to make up for the loss of these two things because that's what people are really dying for. I mean, this year, it there's games that are coming out like Final Fantasy VII and there's Cyberpunk, but the big, big news are is always going to be the new consoles that are supposed to be coming out this year. That's going to trump absolutely anything. Yeah, because a lot of people are thinking this might be the last time we get new consoles. So this is... But they said be, that last time, Yeah, too. this is going to be something of a uh, monumental event if it does in fact tend to be the last time we get a console so it's a lot to digest it's a lot to take in it's a lot to kind of see who's right who's wrong whose opinion might be this whose opinion might be that is it you know i mean because the other thing with uh, the gdc facebook um their gaming program with oculus is another one that backed out you know saying that the coronavirus was something they didn't want to be right by so there's more than just sony doing it they're just the biggest one of note in our world of gaming that are stepping away from more than just one thing and it seems like every other month so right because i don't think anyone else like that big besides facebook i mean those are probably two biggest i think that have pulled out so far so. yeah is there anything else you want to talk about it um, no, I mean, that's kind of, I, I, I would like to know what you guys think. Yeah, I would love to, because this is a subject that, that kind of gets further into than just gaming. Like, how do you look at the business model of what these guys are doing? If you think they're doing anything wrong, because for all we know, they could be completely honest right now. I'm just saying that is their honest excuse of why they aren't. And it could or could not be, but we got, we just got to look at the flip side of the coin. Is it or is it not? So, yeah. 
So, um, do we want to get into riffs? Yeah, I'm ready. You want me to take lead? Yeah, go ahead and uh, take point with this one, Captain. So, actually, um, my first riff is going to be about Final Fantasy VII Remake, as I was just kind of talking about. And there is... Is the Avatar background image that came in my email? No. That there is uh, leaked box art. Um, Someone took it on Twitter. I didn't actually grab the guy's name, but it's also on multiple Twitter. So, I I don't know who the original person is. But, uh, yeah, that it's 100 gigabytes. The game itself is 100 gigabytes. So, for the first hour of Midgar, I we don't know how far this game is going to get, but that last trailer was absolutely fire, and I'm a firm believer that hopefully this game is going to be amazing. But, 100 gigabytes. Crazy. Huge. Dude, this, I, well, and, and it, it actually might even be two discs. And they're saying, they're like, because all the comments I keep saying is like, why are you not compressing the files? Maybe they are. This might just been an early... I don't want to say typo, but just an early thing and before they did it. I that's, mean, it's, that's the game's been, not out yet. Yeah, that's been their big thing from the very get-go is this game's way too big to put it into one game. We're going to have to do it multiple series or something like that. So it may come to fruition. Either way, I don't think that quality of the story is going to be the issue with this game because so far what I've seen from the trailers looks phenomenal. Even like the demos looks phenomenal. The gameplay, everything looks absolutely great. I think that if anything hurts this game, it's going to be where it ends at or how they pick up wherever the next one starts. But if it's that big, don't you wouldn't you automatically need to have an external hard drive to even play it? Uh, well, it, it depends on how what what size your console is, 100 gigs. Well, how many what's the biggest PS4? A terabyte. A ter- okay, I guess it'd be fine, but it's just like that is so big compared to anything else at like a what? 30, I think 40? Master Chief Collection's like 100 games And how now. many games is that? Yeah, I mean, but yeah that's the thing though too. So, I, Either way, Crazy Big, kind of still excited for the game. But I got a feeling that's going to be, we'll see a fix in that, and then it'll probably smash down to like 59. No way. <laughs> you don't think? No. 69? Deandra? <laughs> no. <laughs> right, anything else you want to get on that? Because I saw that too, and that's just, it's just loony. Because if it's the game, and that's, Part one of X amount of games they're going to do, they're all going to be that big? Right. And so, like, what if you buy a collection down the road? Is it, like, 400 gigs for four games? Three? Whoever knows how many? I don't know what they're doing over there in Japan. You Ripper? Ripper. So, um, as much as we like to talk about video games, we also like to talk about video game movies. So, I just got to bring this to you guys' attention if you haven't seen it, because I believe the, the story broke today. So... We're in the age where comic book movies have been blowing up and they've been doing they've been blowing up quite successfully. We used to live in an age where com- where video game movies used to get made and they bombed every time. So we're now kind of seeing that resurgence where like you get things like we talk- we've talked about before, The Witcher, Castlevania, things like that are coming up. So all these new IPs and all these companies that want to get involved in whether it be a TV show or a movie are going to do that. And the latest one from Lionsgate Film is going to be the Borderlands movie. And I'm a huge fan of the Borderlands IP, and they're gonna what they're announcing right now is that Eli Roth is set to direct it. Now I take this with a very small grain of salt because if he was, I could definitely see it. Because well, even like look at a movie like Flash that's had thirteen directors since it's out. Uncharted, how many directors? Uncharted, yeah, how many directors that yeah. been through? So I'm not jumping up and down that e- that Eli Roth is on it, even though I think he'd be unique. If anyone doesn't know who that is, he's a big. Uh, director and actor. His biggest uh, things of note would be like Cabin Fever and Hostel, and his biggest acting credit I think would be Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, he's got a very, he's got a very horror drama type of background, and I could see how you could ever twist a Borderlands movie into a horror drama with you right. know psychos and these big characters and you know robots with twisted dialogue. But I think at its heart, it's loony, it's cartoonish, it's campy, 
Um, and I, I think that's I would where think he, he'd be able to do it. Yeah, I think that's where he could do it too because when you're watching like Hostel and stuff like that, that's the thing is you have these over the top people or there's there's people who are perfectly fine with torturing other humans. Like to some people, like that's a disgusting thought, whatever. Like especially in the movie, the guy doesn't want to like even cut the girl's eye. But there's another dude who's enjoying blower torching her eye or when he's running through a room. Um, I think it's in the second one. He, there's some dude filleting a human alive, and he's just dancing, and he's got like opera music and stuff like that yeah, going on. Kinds of so you can take crazy. like the serious and make it silly, but to where it's still horror. And I definitely feel that that's where Borderlands would be is with it's very dark humor, very, but it's also a, a maybe it, almost kind of in a comic booky way. If I had to explain, it, I, I would say maybe like Deadpoolish. Yeah, very Deadpoolish. But my, I, the bigger question I see, I mean, I could care less who the fuck directs it until we're getting ready for production. Do we want to see a Borderlands movie? I don't know if that's the first movie I would have chosen for Me something either. like that. It'd probably but... be one of the last movies I'd want to see done because because you could easily fuck that up just because of how how um how different it is. It, I mean, you can't really compare Borderlands to any other type of video game out there. I would say that as long as you can nail the aesthetics, it might almost be the best movie to choose because there's no definitive narrative, I don't think. Because I think Borderlands is very open because playing them, you're your Just own... Vault hunter. You're your own unique character. Yeah, you're a vault hunter. You're playing your own story however it is you want to. Of course, there is the story of like, okay, I'm doing this, the overall narrative... But you, you play how you want to. It's your own style. You go at your own pace to where this movie could be that. And there's so many different things going on in this world versus if you they were to announce a Legend of Zelda. That has a strict narrative. No matter what you do in right. between, there's I, yeah, still that pressing Zelda. beginning, middle, end. Right. So um, I, I'm just curious. I, I love Borderlands. So I would like to see it done, but it would have to be done correctly. Is Eli Roth, you know, got a big enough dick to swing at it and, and crack it out of the park? Maybe. I mean, he's got a decent enough resume. I mean, there's no one on the top of my head that I can think that would do a better job than him, you know, right now. So, um, that's your attention. So, video game movies are a thing. Actually, I'll leave that into my panel with, which is video game movies. And You I, don't say. I actually went and saw Sonic. I took my nephew and my little brother to go and see it. Didn't think it was going to be good at all. I absolutely love the movie. Is I, <laughs> Dude. I'm thinking episode 8. Remember when, like, episode 8-ish? We thought it looked like dog shit. We were shit. talking about, we were comparing to like Pikachu and Sonic. So, okay, you finally oh. see it, because I'm going to see it this weekend. Yo, I told you, like I, I was like, I I think I almost like this more than Detective Pikachu. Good. It was that good. And my main gripe going into this movie, after they fixed Sonic, oh, was... Oh, everyone. Okay. What? I don't think Jim Carrey's going to be good. I was like, he kind of looks like shit. He is my favorite. Does he still the show? He, I absolutely Okay, good. Because I think it looked like dog and shit. Me and Christina were leaving the theater, and we're like... One of my favorite things, and what are the odds, is we just saw Birds of Prey, Ewan McGregor's Black Mask, killed it. My favorite part of the movie, leaving Sonic, the villain, uh, Jim Carrey, favorite absolute part of the movie. Would the... Okay, so the movie's good. If they never changed the appearance of Sonic, would it still have been as good? Did that play an effect? Yeah, because you do see a lot of Sonic that I think I could have been like, ah, man, this is like visually like not good. Like, Because there's times where you can go see i i can't think of the last movie i saw where i i i can definitely i i'm the kind of person where if i go and something is not visually the way i think maybe it should be he's out 
it, I'm instantly like, oh, man, that's all I'll stare at the whole time. And I'm like, oh, that kind of looks like shit. Or even the bigger thing that people were griping out was uh, when Justice League came out and they did, like, Superman's mouth. I didn't think it was that big a deal. I didn't even know this. Now, when I saw it in theaters, that's all I stared at was his mouth. I'm like, oh, man, it kind of looks like shit. Like, I'm not going to, like, knock the movie down ten points for it or something like that. But in my head, I'm thinking about it. And for your main, main character who's there 90% of the movie, I hated his old look and I loved his new look. But... I would definitely, if you weren't going to see it, you owe it to yourself to go and see it, especially because they spent so much fucking money redesigning Listen Sonic. to the fans. They listened to we the fans. And that was my big thing. I was like, you know what? I don't want to see this movie, but I'm part of the people who are like, you know what? Change fucking Sonic. He looks like shit. They spent the money to do it. I owe it to them to go and see it, and I'm actually really glad I'm that I did. Jones just thinking about it. And I like the fact that, uh, didn't you say they changed the voice actor too? No. Uh, he's, still, he's still the same guy. They just changed the look. Yeah, I think they just changed the look. And I and I thought it was great all the way through. There was Perfect. maybe like one or two jokes where I'm like, ah, oh, that's a little whatever. But the re- it was a fucking great movie, and I was not bored the And whole it finally through. breaks the video game curse of a movie uh, underperforming, because I think this movie is now 100% profitable Actually, plus it, in its opening weekend. It did more than like Detective Pikachu. Like 70 mil, Pikachu. I think, opening? Did more than Detective Pikachu. Which I think was 55 or something like that. And I love Detective Pikachu. But I will tell you, too, stay until the end. I think there's it grows a little bit of credits and then it shows a cutscene which fucking got me good because <laughs> it was not something I was expecting. He likes I, to get got. I didn't expect it at all and I was like, damn, this is fucking badass. And then they go on with whatever and I think there's a cutscene later on, but it wasn't anything like major, major. But still, stay all the way through through the credits because there's some good shit in there. Nice. So we'll be checking out this weekend. So guys, let's move into video game questions of the. Week, 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 week. And our question comes from the one and only Brandon Truckee. So we're just doing his because he really slid three questions in the sentence. Now, this was a big old paragraph, Truckee. So I just kind of nipped it at the butt and, and got to the base root of it. So he asked, well, he was talking about, you know, the Resident Evil 3 giveaway. And he's saying, Nemesis has always been my all-time favorite. Uh, let's see. Nemesis has always been my all-time favorite from the regular series and Survivor's is all-time favorite. Stop. Stop. I want to actually collaborate and listen. I want to back with the brand new edition. I want to give you a shout out because I've never, because I had Survivor as a kid and I played it a lot and I know that it's not top tier Resident Evil and I absolutely love that game because it's. I like that. That's a sentence. Top tier Resident Evil because it's one that I had and uh, I I played it all the time. I actually played that more than three because I didn't own three. I had Survivor, so it's one of those games that maybe might not have been the best as a child. Or the best game ever, but because I had it as a kid and I played it so much and that was my choice that I think it's a Resonates good game. In the heart. That I want to give you a shout out because I absolutely think that it is still a great game. And the fact that that is your favorite game, I've never seen, I've never even met anyone else really except for I watched this. It. Yeah, <laughs> I watched this guy who does uh, Resident Evil breakdowns and he does uh, retrospectives, Avalanche reviews. Go give him a shout out or go give him a look. And uh, he did a thing of Survivor, and I absolutely loved it, watched it. But I haven't seen anyone ever mention that game until I had watched his retrospective on it. Because he did every game in the Resident Evil series. I was like, oh, is he going to do that one? And I and I loved watching it, but I never heard anyone else talk about that game aside from my own personal memory. So you're, but, saying, so you're saying three people like a shitty game. Hey. <laughs> That's all I heard. Here's to you, Dad. <laughs> That's all I heard. So moving into this first question, he says... You know, with the theme of all these remakes of, you know, the horror franchise of Resident Evil. Would you be open to a Silent Hill reboot? Um, I've only played, like, Silent Hill 3 and 2. 
And I, the movie, speaking of video game movies, which I actually like, I like the movie, movie yeah. too. When he, when, what's the fucking guy's name with the big old fucking Pyramid head? Fucking, he walks around. That's some pretty scary shit. And I say, why not? I, I think anything lends itself to a reboot if it's just done in a positive way. If you're, if you're going to take Resident Evil 2 from back in the day and you all you're going to do is update it, change everything, make the game playable, make it likable and bring it to a new resurgence where more audiences can get to it and then maybe capitalize on the old nostalgia then why can't Silent Hill do that? I'm, I'm completely open to anything. Think about this. Final Fantasy VII is doing that right now, and it's probably the most anticipated game of the fucking year. So, yeah, I think Silent Hill, there's definitely room for a reboot. There is, and it's been proven, and I'll jump in because I'm not... Because Craig's not the biggest horror fan, and I'm not sure It's if, too spooky for I'm me. I'm not sure if you saw... Because I, I, I think it happened before we started doing the show, is they actually put out something called PT on PlayStation, which you play through it. It's like a first-person kind of thing, and you're going through this haunted house and all kinds of shit or whatever, and at the end, it turned, the camera turns, and it's Norman Reedus, and it was directed by Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro, and that's what got Hideo Kojima, of the course. We got, we got Death Stranding. But that turned out to be a Silent Hill game that Hideo Kojima was doing. That'd be sick. And everybody was all about it. The horror was good. It was on point. People loved it. I didn't have a PlayStation, but I actually watched it. And I thought it was absolutely great and something that I was clamoring more for. And I th- I thought it was absolutely great. So I think it's actually proven that people want more. And I think now is the time, if not now, when. Hey, if not Especially now, when. Because the only other big horror game, really, that I think... I don't know if I would count Doom, but uh, is Resident Evil 3 for the year. So uh, Silent Hill could have fit in at another perfect time. Yeah, I wouldn't count Doom as that. Ko- Konami's sure. sitting on all this great IP. They have that. They have Metal Gear, which I have no doubt. We're in the that cap it's, that it's, do- it's coming back. I'm ready for the Konamisense. I, oh, I, I don't know what they could have called what it. What about but... the Capcom Namisense? You had a good name for it the other day. The, when I, put it, okay, I thought so. And I thought I think I, I thought it was Capconnaissance right. is what you called it, and I really like that. Yeah, but so either way, we're the Capconnaissance. I would love to see Konami return to form, and I absolutely believe that if they really tried, besides some fucking shitty pachinko machine, that they could do something with it. So his next part of the question is, what game did you guys kill in arcades? Kind of a kind of a turn versus you know versus the theme of the question, but uh, what game do you remember killing? In arcades, how, I, how old were you when arcades before they died? I don't remember being were you I, young enough to enjoy them as a, as no, a young I've, lad. I've gone to arcades. I've been to tons of like hotels or like places. I mean, that growing, have big arcades. growing up, though, yeah, like yeah. growing up in town. You remember? You still remember them when they were around? Yeah, or oh. even so, I used to go to Vegas and they had like the big arcades and shit like that. I don't think that there's anything that I really played enough, except for the one game that. I don't know if I still hold the record over there for it because I had the record oh, over there, Mr. Bragg, and I had it at Peter Piper Pizza. Was uh, Galaxian was I was number one, and I remember we went over there for Christian's birthday, and I put in his initials, and I was like, "Here's your birthday present." And it's like oh, number one. Well, I was like, "Now people will think you're cool." Yeah, immortality. Um, anything else on that? No, nah, that, that's the one thing I think that I'm I'm I I couldn't be like fucking what's that dude who's good at Donkey Kong? Uh, oh, Billy. Uh, Oh, what the fuck's his last name? What, whatever the fuck is it? I'm, the guy with the mullet? Yeah. Yeah, Billy. Oh, I'm not. Fuck. I'm not. Gino would crucify me right now. I'm not him at fucking any sort of game or anything like that, but I I, I remember being decent at Galaxia. Yeah, you look that up. Donkey Kong record holder. Billy something. So, a game that I remember hitting in the arcades, and not, not that I killed it, but back in the day, and Truck, you probably know where this is. Yeah. Billy yeah, Mitchell. Thank yes. you. Billy Mitchell. Thank you. Uh, the old Pizza Hut. With the old pizza used to be. There used to be a game in that back arcade, and I don't remember what it was, but I thought it was like 
a Dungeons and Dragons type game something. You could pick your two guys and you would travel along and you would fight. But then you the way you would move forward is you would stop at these things and it would be a like a like a trivia question. And you would have to answer it correctly to like keep going in the game to keep playing. I remember me and Gino just pumping quarters in this thing and trying to like we're young, so you don't know what the fuck the capital of what you know, whatever it was asking, I forget. And uh that game I remember being really fun and you know Pizza Hut, that was the shout out. But the game, and I, I feel defaulty. Simpsons is always the game. I remember any arcade I go to because we were always in, yeah, we yeah. were in Kansas City, and we went. I don't forget the or we went to um what was it One Up? What was that bar we went to One Up? And they had that Simpsons game, and I had literally had to get like Denny, and I'm like, dude, we gotta play this. I went to Bar Tyler, and they had that. Yeah, too. and when we went to God Rest His Soul, uh, insert coin on uh, Fremont. Uh, me and Gil went there. He put in like hundred bucks. Got quarters and he's like, we're not stopping until we beat the Simpsons game. So we just kept. Actually, my it. only other one that I've ever done anything like that with, and I don't know if you've ever played it, would be Jurassic Park Two. Did you ever play that? Is that a sh- is that a? It's uh, a shooter. It's not like the one that's over across the river now. It ain't. No. Okay. It's um, it's a lot more like open. You can choose different paths. Like um, I I every summer I used to go to my dad's house because he lived in California. We used to go to this place called fucking um. Mulligans, and we'd go over there and play, and they had it there. And it's two players, and you you're you're playing through a part of the level, and then comes a boss. So like at one point, it's Jurassic Park two, not the first one, because the first one the 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 like fucking Velociraptor just shows up, and it's like a frozen image. Oh, and it's like that. Beat a Jurassic Park. Game, yeah, it's not like it. that, but it's so like at one point you're crossing across like um. It's like a fucking log bridge in water, and there's a fucking crocodile, and if you don't shoot it in the weak points enough, like, it'll drag one of the players out of the fucking thing and drag them through the water, and you're trying to, like, save your teammate and stuff, and that's a game that I play, like, every fucking summer, and that's my all-time favorite fucking that really arcade game. really came out of nowhere, huh? So, moving into the next question, and the final one, and it's a quick one, I hope, because we're getting pressed. Up there. Is, uh... Do you remember the skating rink days? Now, I remember being a young Never lad. been to one. Never been to one? Okay, so when I was young enough, and I'm sure maybe this is what he's referenced to if he was here, is we used to have a skating rink on, what's the street on Circle K that you're off of? Miracle Mile. Is it Miracle Mile? No, it's not Miracle no, no. Mile. Towards the gas towards station. The, down your street, when you take oh, that right. Uh, it's like, like Alta Vista or something? I don't know what yeah, it is. Whatever. But there used to be a skating rink on the side of there, and they used to have a sweet arcade a, a badass skating rink. The one that turned into the cult church? I think it's a cult church. Yeah. yeah, you might be right. I think it is a church. <laughs> and uh, th- those are just the days as a young lad. Dude, they used to do the big dice throw. They used to do limbo. Um, that's when a bunch of, as a 14-year-old, you were probably making out with girls. But they you know, sold pizzas. I think there used to be like a two or three arcade games. I remember the skating rink days. But the only thing, reason that stands out in my head is because Kelly... When she broke her head, yeah. Broke. <laughs> when they rebrought the skate rink, yeah. I don't mean to laugh at it, but whatever. What was that at? Like pistol, what? Peter Piper. It was Peter Piper, and they had a skating rink, and this six-year-old got on a thing, <laughs> slipped, and broke her head, head, man, and then had to get fly to Vegas and had to get like a thing in it. So it when I read it, I was like, <laughs> we both worked at Boost Mobile, and it was someone we used to work with. Yeah. So Kelly, I hope you're doing fine, but I can't talk about that story and not laugh. So that is the end of that question. I want Chucky. I want to hear your answer to. To all of those, because they're all great questions in a very, you know, different side of the spectrum of uh, of reality. Yeah, no, so. the skate ring was kind of out of there. Nice. So, as for anything else, of course, always hit us up at any of our, I'm pointing up because Craig will put up a thing here. Oh, yeah. Any of our different venues. There's Facebook. We actually have a group. I don't think we've ever actually mentioned that we created a group on the show until now. But go on there. Tons of people are posting, talking about everything, whatever it is that you may be. 
Of course, hit the notification button so that way you can know when our videos come out like that. And of course, hashtag Resident Evil 3 because this is your last chance to win the game. It comes out a month from now, but we will go ahead and ship a physical hard copy to yourself. Unless, of course, you prefer digital for whatever reason. But we would love for you to take a hard copy because then you can send us a cool picture and we could look like we uh, fill our contracts. <laughs> Did something with your life. So, yeah, so hashtag RE3, guys. We, we spit it at the end of every episode. You guys should know this by now. It So, this is the last entry. The 27th will be the winner announcer, and then we will move on to our next contest. We do have another big contest, and there's something that we want to do this year that's going to be very special, but yeah, for but whatever no, but, reason... But if, you're not, but if you're not in the comments now, you don't get an invite to the next one, so yeah, go for, fuck yourself. For whatever reason, we have to wait. Can't talk about the reason yet, but... If there's maybe anything in the meantime you guys would like to see or maybe something we could do within whatever time frame, feel free to mention that in the comics. I mean, we're open to pretty much whatever. We enjoy doing something like this because we appreciate anybody's time, you know? Yeah, so guys, make sure you enter enter the contest. We're at the end, just as like we're at the end of this episode. So guys, oh, that was good. Until that's a segue. Until next time, my name is Craig Prowls, and that is Andrew Mandrew Montemayor. Cheers. So, I mean, I've been to that shop, like, when we went to go grab um, uh, Johnny Mojica, when he had his beer that he submitted. I couldn't find it anywhere, and I had to go to... Submitted? Yeah, he submitted a beer a couple episodes back, and I couldn't oh. find it. I had to go to that... What's the name of the shop? Jeff's Rivermart. Jeff's, yeah. Jeff's, Jeff's Rivermart? Jeff's Rivermart. Bold. Refreshing. Fresh. <laughs> so, I had to go there and find it. But, yeah, every time I go there, it's just... I just feel they're a tad dollar or two overpriced. I don't, these were oh well I guess for six for six of the for the six packer there is ten dollars after tax you're probably oh, going close to like 12. eleven something yeah so, so yeah. two dollars a beer well uh, yeah I give I them a, I give them a buck forty that, they're one of those places it's like thirty five thirty five cents no they, they aren't they're worth their weight thirty five cents and they've got something you can never find your, what is that about thirty five cent charge for using your debit card I'm like what oh, the fuck yeah this isn't Coney Island they do that there but you know what. That's They're the corporate the, man trying to take you down. They have such a broad <laughs> selection that I'm just like, ah, I'll, I don't give a shit. I like, feel like they'd be, yeah, they'd be worth it more than a gas station. Like, I get mad when I Oh, go fuck gas Circle station. K when they try to fucking upcharge me. Oh. I'll be damned. <laughs> I'll be damned and dead. Yeah, but Jeff's River deserves a, you know, he, he's a healthy local company, so. Hey, and man, he's got a lot of good shit in there, let alone the fact that he carries the alien Amber Alien. We could probably, how many shows do you think we could do until we repeated? A lot, man. Over hundred? I'm sure there's a lot of dog shit in there too, though. And I know, but we've drank a lot of dog shit, so. <laughs> and you probably order something Dude, if you need the. That was my biggest fear. So I was like, man, I hope these are tropical, as in like Kona, and not tropical as in like this shit's gonna taste like fucking pineapple, pineapple and dog, dog oh shit. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 like pineapple dog shit because pineapple can be good, but in a beer, we gotta take no one. We're almost finishing each other's sentences. I was gonna say thoughts. <laughs>